Hey y'all, what's happening? Robert Kennedy III here, RK3. Quick question for you. Have you ever felt different? Have you ever felt like an alien? Have you ever wondered why you see the world differently than almost everybody else around you? Well, you know what? Let's tell that story. What's And welcome to the What's My Story podcast, the show where we talk to people about pivotal moments in their lives that led them down their path or on their journey to success. And I know if you're anything like me or if you're anything like yourself, you probably have one of those moments as well. And the reason why we do this is because we want people to know that they're not alone, that they're not that different. And even if they are unicorns, even if they are unique, they have pathways that may be similar to others that can help them navigate their challenges towards success. So do me a favor, share the podcast with other people, send them to what's what's you golly, did I forget this thing? What's my story podcast dot live for the audio version of the podcast and join us every Monday at 1.30 for the What's My Story podcast on RK3 TV on YouTube and LinkedIn. We're on the podcast networks, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Spotify, all of that. All right. So listen, we're going to jump on in to our story today. We've got some information that I want to share with you a little bit later on. First of all, I think you may see this down below me. We've got something called the Confident on Camera Challenge coming up. I want you to get registered for that because I believe that in order to share your story, in order to transform the world around you, in order to connect with others, you've gotta be able to share it with them, especially these days on video. And we wanna make sure that you look confident and superb while you're doing that. So join us for the Confident on Camera Challenge. That starts on April 25th, 6 p.m. And it's a five-day challenge. So go ahead and click the link. Well, you're not click the link, just, yeah. Type in the one that's below here, www.confidentoncamerachallenge.com. Get registered for that with us, and we'll see you at the challenge. All right, so let's do this. My guest today is Brian Fanzo, and Brian is a digital futurist keynote speaker. Y'all are like, what is that? Who is that? He's a futurist keynote speaker who translates the trends of tomorrow to inspire change today. Brian spent nine years as a leader at the Department of Defense, but now he runs a successful company and his accolades include being recognized as a top 20 digital transformation influencer, a top 50 most mentioned user by chief marketing officers on Twitter, and a top 25 social business leader of the future by The Economist. So Brian, welcome to the show. What's your story, my man? What's happening, Brian Panzo? Thanks for having me. Uh, great intro, and I, I believe in all of that you were saying. And I, I like the setup of uh, you know we're inspiring unicorns and those to embrace their differences. So uh, yeah. thanks for having me. Excited for this. Love it, love it, man. I see you got everything set. You got the, the podcast studio hookup. You got the Pittsburgh hat going on there. Uh, and because I'm a baseball fan, it's baseball season. You're you're a Pirates fan. I'm a Yankees fan, buddy. 
So uh, <laughs> well, it's up here for you for a change. You actually get a little. Oh! You're getting a little bit of pirates of pirate struggle. You know, I I'm a Steelers and Penguins fan, too, born in Pittsburgh. So I feel like I'm spoiled in all sports except for baseball. In baseball, I can live the misery of it with everyone else. So uh, yeah, it's all good there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for a comeback. I'm hoping our our, our Goliaths will find their stroke any moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, listen, I'm so glad that you're here on, on the show. Tell us a little bit about, you know, th this word digital futurist. A lot of people don't exactly know what that is. And, you know, tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, you know, it's definitely an interesting you know, term. And, you know, I'm someone, you know, you mentioned a little bit about my background, right? I, I have uh, worked for the Department of Defense for nine years in cybersecurity, traveled, uh, you know, to multiple trips to Iraq and Afghanistan. I've actually been to 76 countries uh, over my career. Uh, and I went and worked for a data center uh, as a technology evangelist, which really meant my job was to help um, our clients and businesses embrace technology, uh, not for technology's sake, but for the value technology has. And so for yeah. the last six years, I've been a full-time keynote speaker. And I would say like my my focus for these six years, and really it's my, my focus moving forward, is helping brands, businesses, audiences find the harmony between technology and humanity. And I'm a big believer wow. in the, the harmony between those two. And so that's where the futurist comes into it. Like I'm a early adopter on a lot of platforms. I'm a proud geek, right? Like you can, my, it's a little, you're like, what's that doll over your shoulder? That's a Steve Jobs limited edition collector's item that's over my shoulder. Uh, so I'm a big geek. I'm a proud geek in the sense of, uh, you know, technology. And so for me, it's, it's fun to kind of live on the bleeding edge, but I'm not one that says technology is going to solve everything. I'm a big believer in the humanity element uh, just as much. So the future piece allows me to kind of play in both of those arenas and and really I, I'm very blessed I get paid to share my perspective on uh, a lot of things which you know is not not a bad way to make a living and something I you know I really enjoy doing Let, let's dig into your background just a little bit man you got the Steve Jobs thing but I see all of these Apple boxes underneath Steve Jobs I mean what, what do we have over there like iPad pros iPad air mini what what, what, yeah, else, every, what else we have every going on over there Every iPhone that's come out, I've had uh, since the very first one, I collect the boxes. Uh, and even my company, right? You see the, the URL there, iSocialFans. Uh, the yeah. reason that came to light is when I joined Twitter, uh, I'm someone that's multi-hyphenated, which means I have lots of passions. Um, I joined Twitter. I created eight Twitter accounts on day one of Twitter because wow. I was like, I got eight things to talk about, um, which was a little overkill. I didn't really. But one of the accounts I created was iSocialFans because I'm a, a, an Apple fan. So it was iPhone, iPad, iSocial. And so I was yeah. like, you know what? This account will be like me and my love for technology and social media and i had one that was called pittsburgh fans which was my love for pittsburgh sports uh and funny enough at that time the least followed account was iSocial Vans when I started. It was one that I kind wow. of put some stuff out on. Um, but when I kind of launched into the business, it was a company. So for me, I take a lot of that. Um, you know, I'm inspired by Steve Jobs in, in many ways. I remember in college, um, I, was, I played college hockey and I was the president of my fraternity, but I was a computer science major. And like nobody was a computer science major to play hockey. Nobody who played hockey was in a fraternity. So I was like, I, I was always okay kind of in this unicorn space. But for me, like I remember Steve Jobs making it kind of cool to be a geek, right? And then kind of being cool to be a misfit and not do it what everyone else does it. And so for me, like it, it means a lot in, in many different ways because for me, leaning into who I am has a lot yeah. to do with those that I kind of looked up to and those that I align myself with. 
Yeah. So you said this great term just now. You said multi-hyphenate. And I've heard the term quite a bit. I've heard uh, uh, different versions of it. I've heard it multi uh, potentialite. potentialite uh, I've yep. heard there's another one, polymath, which I, yeah, polymath, I really, yep. did, yeah, I don't really know that term until maybe a few years ago. A friend of mine used it as his screen name on Instagram. So we we use those terms now, but back in the day, it really wasn't this uh, complimentary thing. <laughs> right? For sure, so, I, and I tell you what, I I was I would announce from everywhere that I was a proud generalist. Like that was yeah. what I would tell everyone. Like, and I was very, and I had no idea. I mean, it was, it was years before people started telling me like, Hey, a fan though, I might want to stop saying that. Like we think of you as like a generalist as a bad thing. And I didn't, it was just like, Hey, I'm a Jack yeah. of all trades. I'm okay with that. And so I think we're seeing that, you know, the terms kind of emerge. Although, you know, I would argue those that are, that are in the niche crowd, right? Like having a niche or a niche, whichever you say it, those mm -hmm. th like, that's just one term, right? One term people are like niche down, find your focus, do one thing. There's this whole other group that are trying to find, figure out a way. And we have like 12 terms for it. And yeah. none of them are like, kind of, so like part of the confusion in it is like, we don't even know how to label ourselves because we like to do so many things. Uh, but yeah. to your point, I think it's also an emerging trend. And I mean, I remember uh, one of the companies that wouldn't let me on stage, not, not let me on stage. They didn't want to introduce me as a generalist because mm -hmm. they're like, we were afraid the audience is going to feel like we couldn't find a specialist. So we got this random <laughs> general. And I was like, oh, like I didn't realize that was like the impression. So it's been a, a long term coming for me, but um, it's really where I fit most comfortable, right? I, I've attempted the other versions, like niching down, only doing one thing, and it just didn't work for me. I, I'm a yeah. big believer that if you, you have that, I say own it, double down, make it your thing. But, you know, I am ADHD, super powered as well, and it plays into that. So, like, for me, I've actually found my most comfortable working on multiple different projects and kind of working across multiple different swim lanes. Love it. So I love that you said ADHD super powered. So let's stop there for just a second. You have this ADHD superpower and you've gone through your life with this superpower only for the first 31 years of your life. You didn't know you had it and you didn't recognize it as a superpower, at least at least maybe people who connected with you. So before we even go to the diagnosis, tell us a little bit about what it was like before the diagnosis what what how did you feel about you know the things that you experienced yeah. oh i love this and, and i thank you for kind of pulling in that direction because like for me you know i i struggled through high school in class right i struggled mm -hmm. to um i was the kid that they would always say like you know like the the running joke even my senior year when like before, you know we were doing the graduation things uh when, yeah. they, when they called my name they pulled like imaginary chair and put it outside the room. And they're like, this is where fans have spent most of his high school in the hallway in a chair <laughs> wow. by himself. Cause he was so distracting. Wow. But I had perfect attendance. Like I loved school. I love people. Um, and I, you know, I really had to work with my teachers to even get a GPA that would get me into college on probation. Like I was uh, struggling. And, and even when I got to college, I kind of was waiting for everything to click, right? Like everyone else figures this out. Like once I get a chick, you know, pick out what I want to do and what I, I mean, I struggled through college as well. And so for me, a lot of those times, a lot of things, like, and I look back, um, I didn't understand what was wrong with me. In many cases, people are like, well, Brian, if you just applied yourself or wow. Brian, work harder. And I, and little did they know I was working really hard, yet I was struggling to you know, pick up some of the things that maybe most people would pick up. And yeah. the, the interesting part was college is when I struggled. Since leaving college, I've been successful in every single thing I've done. And wow. not only successful, but I've been redefining positions where they had, when I worked for the government, each time I got promoted, they had to rewrite the description because they're like, 
you need a master's degree, which I was not going back to college. You need this, you need that. And so the interesting thing was when, when someone hears ADHD, for me growing up, it was like, well, Brian, of course, like everyone has a little bit of that. Like that's what I would hear. And then when I would go in the, when I was in the real world, my success with people were like, Brian, you don't have that. Look how successful you are. And then they would go and just imagine if you did apply yourself, right? Like it was like a, and so for me up until I was 31 years old, I mean, I really did think I was broken in many ways, but at the same time I was leaning into, well, if, if I can't do this very well, I'm going to do this better than everyone else. Right? Like I, I learned quickly, like I couldn't achieve this, but I will work smarter. I will study harder. I will, I will, I will do everything in my power to not let this become something that defeats me. And so, yeah, that's why at 31 being diagnosed, I mean, I remember the day I knew where I was, I know what I was wearing. I know the car, where my car was parked, my Jeep was parked um, because yeah. it was the day, you know, I was diagnosed. I, went, I didn't go in there for ADHD either. I went in there because um, I, for many years I was having trouble sleeping. I couldn't turn my brain off at night. And it was actually my youngest brother who was like, Brian, like, that was part of the diagnosis that, cause he was diagnosed ADHD that he, like they were was like one of the symptoms. And I was like, you're kidding, right? Like that's one of the things. And I was like, that's an interesting you know, concept. And so for me going in there asking about the sleep and then them coming back to me on this whole idea, it was, it was transformational. And I saw a couple of comments there. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think now they return refer to everyone as ADHD. Um, but there was a long while where they had a difference between ADD and ADHD. Um, and yeah. for me, you know, the other thing with ADHD is it, it shows up in so many different ways and so many, um, the term I've liked so like recently as an advocate is it has different shades. So ADHD appears in different shades. So some people can really be great at reading, but struggle with writing. Some people might have the other version. Some people can be hyper-focused, but they lose track of time, right? There's a lot of those, those shades, Um, but it's been a journey. And that's, um, but yeah, when I was 31, I mean, it was the day that changed my life. In my opinion, It, it was the day I went from, feeling like I was broken all these years to realizing I was just different. And I've always been okay with being different. Wow. Wow. I want to dig into that, man, because I'm looking at some of the comments here. Um, people saying, oh my gosh, I was, a, I felt that way. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Um, I did. I didn't, I thought that something was wrong with me. Yep. I'm seeing all of those, the comments. So here's what I want to do. I want to dig in just a little bit further, but before we do that, I want to take a break really quickly just to thank Kayla O'Brien media for being our sponsor today. And I want to play something by Kayla O'Brien. Are you a content creator, speaker, or thought leader? Do you pull your hair out every time you try to edit a video or get really disappointed when your videos don't get the views you're hoping for? It's okay to admit that you need help. If you're ready to stop wasting time and start spreading your message, it's nice to meet you. I'm Kayla O'Brien of Kayla O'Brien Media. I help creators in a variety of businesses get a foolproof game plan for their video content. Does that sound like something you want? No matter where you're starting from today, you need to know what your goals are, how to get the highest production value, and how to edit your content to fit correctly on each platform. No matter what your budget, there are options that can help you get started today. If you're ready to take your content creation experience from this to this, visit kaloobrienmedia.com and let's connect. Hey, Kayla, thank you for that. KaylaO'BrienMedia.com. Go check them out. Get your video right. You want to make sure that your stuff is on point. You want to make sure that your visibility is right. Go visit KaylaO'BrienMedia.com. So, Brian, let's jump back into this thing, man. So you got diagnosed. You didn't exactly go to the hospital or you didn't go to the doctor or you didn't go to the therapist where you went 
to get diagnosed. So, I mean, tell us a little bit about what made you figure, oh, you know, let me go get this checked out. What, what was yep. what was the circumstance? Yeah, so it was really my youngest brother being diagnosed. And yeah. and even weirdly, like for me, mental health wasn't a conversation we had in my house. Even medication yeah. wasn't a conversation we had. And, um, and, I, and I admit this because I, I'm now you know, leaning into my advocacy role, but even when I would hear someone being, that someone would say they were depressed, um, mm -hmm. I would actually look at it as a sign of weakness. I was like, oh, I can't believe you're depressed. Like, what, what does that wow. mean? And it was just because I wasn't, I wasn't aware. I wasn't exposed. And I will tell you, the diagnosis, it changed my life. And I, I have been medicated every uh, day since then, right? So I started on medicine, but it wasn't the medication. It was mm -hmm. this idea of like, okay, now I realize that I just work differently. But I will tell you, there was a, there was a period and it's, it, it still creeps up sometimes. I, I turned 40 this year, so nine years later, where I get a little bit of resentment, a little bit of bitterness where like, how did someone not help me early on? Or how did someone not realize that? And for me, there's so many things in my life where you know, I, I always loved, I, I like work really hard to be on time, yet I struggle oftentimes of making the right decisions prior to leaving so that I can yeah. leave on time. Right? And there's a lot of these things that are, are ADHD, um, you know, limitations. And, you know, I, for me, that's, you know, thank gosh for my brother uh, being diagnosed and kind of uh, inspiring me like, man, you should go check out, you know, what's going on with your sleep. But it took many years. I mean, it took actually three full years before I ever admitted it publicly that I was ADHD. Right. So I'm, wow. I'm very loud and proud for it now. And I, and I owe, <laughs> I owe it to actually a stage I was on. There was about 12,000 people in the audience in an event in San Francisco. And yeah. I just gave a, a talk and I was came off the stage and during the Q and a, someone's like, wow, you talk really fast and, and you move your hands a lot. Like, you must be ADHD. Like, and, and like that, like that was the question. Like it wasn't like a, and I was like, actually I'm ADHD superpowered. Like I figured out like, what are the things about it that work? And I can tell you when I got off that stage, I had the line of people that are waiting to talk afterwards. And I wow. gave a 60 minute keynote, right? I mean, it was really good. I would say <laughs> of those people, almost every one of them only wanted to talk about the fact yeah. that I openly admitted being ADHD. And that to me wow. from that day forward, I, I made it a commitment. I was like, you know what? It's going to be part of my intro. It's going to be part of my brand. It's going to be part of who I am. Uh, not because it defines me, but I think for me, what, what it really tells us all is that we all realize that we're not perfect and we all are going through the things that we are all going through. And when we yeah. can identify it and own it, it doesn't mean it's still not going to be a, uh, you know, an issue, but it's, it's a way for us to kind of you know, lean into what's working. And so I am ADHD superpowered, but every single day there are things that creep into my day-to-day -day life that ADHD makes things harder. And I always like to caveat this, that yes, yeah. it's part of my brand. Yes, I'm putting it out there. I'm a big advocate for re you know, removing the stigma. But if you had asked me today if I could, if I could have a life without ADHD – I would say 100% yes, give me that life. I don't want it. But because that's not a choice, I lean into the superpowered side. Wow. So when you speak to people who may not necessarily be ADHD, superpowered, or maybe either they're not diagnosed or they, it's just something different, what are some of the, the conversations? How do people respond to you? What are, what are the things that they get excited about when, when you speak to them, man? Well, that's a great question. You know, and I think it kind of, it's interesting because it kind of shows up in different lights, right? Where, yeah. and, and this is something that's also important. Like we'll hear a lot of people say, well, don't we all have a little ADHD? Mm -hmm. And although we all might not be always focused, when we say something like that, it actually makes it harder for those of us that are struggling with the disease to own it because we're like, oh, if we're, it's just like everyone has it, then what's like, what is our problem? What are we complaining about? Wow. So usually one of the things I like to put out there is like, 
just forgetting my keys, where I put my keys does not make you ADHD, right? Like, but wow. the, the things that really, that I like to talk about it when it shows up are things like, you know, how do you receive energy and understand energy? How do you, yeah. how, when you're looking at problems and things that are usually in a linear fashion, is that mm. something that overwhelms you or something that you can lean into, right? And it's been a journey for me because I think the fun part for me has been I'm very transparent. Like I am, I'm very transparent and I know that's not comfortable for everyone. It's just cause it's just right. kind of who I am. That transparency usually leads people to being like, well, Brian, I never knew that like my struggle to you know do these couple things meant I might have ADHD. Like, what does this mean to you? And I usually kind of tell people like, Hey, let's just start, step back for a second and think about like, what are you know, where does all of these things show up in your life? And then I also recommend people to really focus on self-awareness. And I will say this, like I'm very outgoing, I'm very confident, I'm very extroverted. And I, yeah. for many years, I blindly confused those with being self-aware. I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm loud and proud, I'm on stages, I got podcasts, I'm 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 self-aware. But being yeah. self-aware really has to be about being honest with yourself and understanding what are the things you're good at, what are the things you're bad at. And just because you can learn it on YouTube and do it doesn't mean like that's where things fit into your life. And so for me, that was a big one, like kind of analyzing my time, looking at little things that I, I always have struggled with. And for so many times, for so many years, I just couldn't figure out why I couldn't do it like everyone else. And now right. I understand it where, okay, now I have to set up other things in my life. And then the, the other part that people come to me oftentimes with is, Brian, I was told I probably wasn't because I was successful. Or I was told wow. I probably wasn't because A, B, and C, right? And I think one of the things we have to own, and, and I learned this many years after I had diagnosed, is my mom you know, came to me and she's like, Brian, you were diagnosed when you were 11 or 12 years old. But the stigma around ADHD back then was such that only bad parents medicate their kids. Wow. And for me, like my mom, like my mom taking that on, right? And like my mom is my hero, right? She's been there along my journey. And so for me, you know, like those 20 years in between, because of the stigma, a lot forced me to go through life not understanding myself, not understanding, and, and this is probably the most important part, not understanding how to help others understand me. And that's where yeah. I'm at right now on this journey is I'm transparent. I talk about this a lot, mainly because I want to help others talk about, and it doesn't have to be ADHD. It can be whatever you're going through. I think we can't expect others to understand how to work with us best unless we yeah. overly communicate that and make it easy. And, and with someone with ADHD, like I will, I, I will get an email or I'll get a text message and I'll be like, Oh, this is awesome. And I'll go to text. I'm like, you know what? I want to I want to really give them a the reply. I want to do a little research. I'm going to text them with all the details they need and I'll put it down and I'll forget the text even exists until the next day. And my friends, my coworkers, my clients will be like, "Fanzo, I texted you like you just don't care about me? Like you didn't even like you don't even have the time to text me back." And I understand that as a thing, right? And but from my standpoint is I cared so much that I wanted to give it the time, yet unfortunately the way that I, my brain works, so like, I mean, I have sticky notes, for those that are watching on the video, right? Like, I have sticky yeah. notes everywhere, they're around my house, strategically placed, because when I get something like that, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna put this on the wall, and next time I walk by it, it'll remind me to do things. And so, for yeah. me, that's been part of the journey, is helping helping better understand myself, so I can help my, those that work with me better understand how to make this, this whole thing work. <laughs> Man, you just said something, I don't know, I, I don't think that I've been diagnosed with with ADHD, but I probably need to get some sticky notes. I think it's just I call it being a dad. 
it's, like, it's like one of those things, man. I mean, when you said yep. that thing about somebody texting you and you wanting to give them a detailed answer, you just forget about it until the next day. I'm like, man, that I resonate with that so hard. <laughs> yep, yep. Or even emails, right? Like you have emails, you're like, yeah. oh, this is the, and, and then even if you know it's a short reply, then you're yeah. like, oh, did I, did I put enough? Did I put enough in there? Like. You know, and like, I'll have people message me all the time. Like, fans, you, you gave me three paragraphs. I needed one sentence. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm, the way I work, it's just like, I, I'm going to have to like double down. And, and part of that too, you know, I was diagnosed as an adult, right? I, yeah. I made a lot of things in my life. I made up, not excuses, but I made up ways to work with or work around or hide things that are very ADHD. And so yeah. some of the things I'm learning now where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this thing so backwards. It works, <laughs> but I'm doing mm -hmm. it so backwards because I didn't know that I was just, that my brain works differently, right? And I'm a, yeah. and the other part of it is I'm a very emotional guy. I yeah. I cry a lot. Um, well, I, I talk about this a lot. Like I'm a dad, you know, uh, and a dad of three girls. And we watch like American Ninja Warrior on TV. Like we love that show. Yeah. We have a ninja course in our backyard. But when they're giving like the backstory of these of these warriors that have gone through to get up the course, I'm bawling. Like I, like I mean, bawling my eyes <laughs> yeah. out. Like where my daughters, they can see it coming. They'll come put their arm around me. And for me, I mean, I grew up. You know, I played college hockey, and the coach would come over and berate me for a mistake I would make, and my reply would be to get emotional. I would start crying on the bench as a hockey player, right? Like, and the interesting thing was that was just my way of coping. And I learned yeah. to be okay with, with, Hey, Brian, like I went from like, Brian's a crybaby to like, Hey, this is how Brian you know, reacts. Although I didn't understand why. And I was able to use that for like motivation. I would get on the ice and be able to do what I needed to do. But I will tell you, we also have to think about that in those that, that, you know, take criticism or take feedback differently, right? Like uh, one of the things with ADHD is we don't, we take everything personally and mm -hmm. we get very emotional. And thankfully for me, and I had an amazing support system in my family, my way was being outward and then owning right. it. There are a lot of other people that cannot, that are not at that space. And so for me, that's a, another part of like kind of removing the stigma is we can't, like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a proud, I, I played hockey and I'm also someone that cries a lot. Right. And I'm okay <laughs> saying that and, and being very loud about it because yeah. guess what? That's just, that's just who we are as humans. We have different layers, but I also grew up where my dad was Italian. He doesn't smile in photos. He's only cried twice in his life in front of me. And it was both when his parents passed away. Right. Cause like that wow. was my dad and like a man and you have to be tough. And I, I believe we're moving into a direction now where it's like, Hey, we are all human. And to me, that's an exciting element, but it's also a process. And I know for so many, it, it takes a little bit to get there on that journey. But I, I do, you know, if you're feeling like, you know, I will say one of the things that's really helped me was leaning into the ADHD community. So if you're yeah. on Twitter, there's the hashtag ADHD Twitter is a great hashtag where people just share, like, this is what I'm going through. And you can either relate to the stories or you're like, you know what, maybe mm. I don't have it. Maybe I just have some tendencies, but then I, you know, I think that it, it can't hurt to go in and ask about it. And I will tell you, I even see it through a second lens now as my middle daughter was diagnosed with it uh, last year. And so now I have to go through, I get to see it through it as a dad uh, mm. and my daughter being around the same age that I was originally diagnosed that didn't know about it. And so I'm, I'm doing my best to share that journey and put things out there because, you know, we're all learning about this together. And I think we have to, we have to move past the fact that in the past, it wasn't something we talked about because I believe things like suicide rate are going up in a world that we're more connected than we've ever been. 
And part yeah. of it is, is we have to we have to make space and allow people to be who they are and stay true to themselves. And that requires us to, you know, I would say judge less and be willing to learn more. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Brian, you've shared so much with us in just a little bit of time here. I hope that everybody who's been listening has really gotten some courage, has really gotten some some knowledge, some nuggets from this, because if you are somebody that has the ADHD superpower, I hope that you're really seeing it as a superpower rather than something that is this huge obstacle that holds you back. It's just something that causes you to operate differently. It's just a different way of approaching the world. I We had a show, I think, last week where we had somebody that dyslexia was was yep. part of their world as well. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the comedian Michael Jr. Um, he talks about how he he what he's he, he was dyslexic and when somebody said something they read something he made up like seven different ways to figure out what was going on through context, right? Yep. And so when you have ways of of operating in the world, that's not a bad thing. As a matter of fact, as Brian is calling it, it can be, especially if you own it, it is your superpower because yeah, it, it really kind of puts you actually ahead of some other people who just operate in a very general um, linear way. So thank you so much for that. So Brian, tell us a little bit about what else you have going on. What, what are the projects you're working on and how people can get in touch with you on online? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, definitely a mental health advocate and you're know, advocate for having these you know, difficult conversations. And in many ways, you know, I like to say, you know, I am a proud misfit, as I kind of mentioned before. Um, so I, I run a, a mastermind group called the Misfit Mafia. And I just released actually it's, it's releasing this week, um, the Misfit Mindset. So Misfit Mindset is, is a, a sub stack that I'm rolling out that is going to really focus on some of these things from hey, how do we embrace change to what is the mindset we need to have in this world? I'm going to talk a little bit more about mental health uh, and kind of walk through that kind of journey. And so it's going to come out on a weekly basis. We're going to have some video content, some audio content because, well, I don't like to read. I hate email. So like for me, rolling out an email newsletter is a little like I have to have some other ways to do it. So uh, yeah, misfitmindset.club uh, is the URL if you want to check it out there. Um, that's one of the projects. And then, you know, I'm doing a lot, you know, the speaking world, uh, the futurist mindset is my current keynote that I'm excited to roll out this year. Where really, you know, I think we all learned in 2020 that we have to we have to prepare ourselves for the unknown and the change. And you know, what does that all mean? How does technology impact us? Where's things like artificial intelligence come in? So uh, those are the two things that I'm most excited about right now. And funny enough, they're both about mindset, which I think this this entire interview is a lot on that mindset because uh, when you yeah. can lean in and remember that you know we we are we are much more alike than we are different. There is no question. Yeah. It's our yeah. differences that we each have that allow us to find our people. And when you can lean into what makes you different and own wow. it, oh, it's 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 a space that gives you freedom like you've never seen before. And I hope that's where people take this. And uh, yeah, check out those. And then I, I have a podcast too called Press the Damn Button. Uh, so that that's yeah. the other one that is always fun. So yeah, yeah, anywhere and everywhere, I appreciate you having me on. This was a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome. Listen. Thank you so much, Brian, for hanging out with us. It's been amazing to hang out with you today. I want you to, to just embrace who you are. A lot of times we grow up and we think that something is going on, that there's something that is wrong with us. And it not, it's not necessarily that something is wrong. It may be that you see the world through a different pair of lenses. Find what those lenses are, own those lenses, and then operate 
like you've got a superpower. Don't free, don't don't forget to join us on the next episode of What's My Story podcast every Monday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us RK3 TV on YouTube. Join us on LinkedIn and join us on Facebook. We have amazing guests, and I know that when you come back, you'll not only learn something, but you'll begin to execute something new. I say this every week, and I'd like to leave this with you. Everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story. Don't hold it all to you. Don't hold it all to yourself. Your story deserves a stage. How did get here?